Hello and welcome to the bullpen. Week three, I'm going to get lost doing these weeks because they're off one. Uh, week three for college is done. Week two for the NFL is done. Interesting week so far, or interesting season so far, I guess, for the NFL. College is a disaster as usual. Any interesting games you watch, Chris? Your dog's big win against Arkansas State. Yeah, we took it to them. Uh, that was good to see. I actually bet the under, so I bet the under on the full game, which was 58.5, and, and then Arkansas State, which was 20.5. Uh, and the Hus- Huskies almost covered. Yeah, the Huskies almost covered the total by themselves. <laughs> I was a little bit nervous there. Wouldn't have guessed that I was hoping we didn't score too much. Uh, after the first points. couple weeks. Yeah, so the offense got back right. Well, you know, look what happens when you step back in the shotgun. You space three, four wide receivers out and play in space. Look at that. It's weird. Throw the ball a little bit on first down. Get adventurous run into non-stacked box. It's great. Good things happen. I've got a hot take for you. Please Coming share. out of the gates. Starting the show off right. If the Huskies win this weekend, which they should, they're favored by 7.5 against Cal at home, they're going to win the conference. <laughs> at the very least, the North. Now hear me out here. Okay. We got Cal at home. We have the yeah. talent. We have... On paper, we have... <laughs> This turns Basically, so fucking fast. Get the hell out of here. We have the talent. So on paper, like we have the talent right there. It's just been that's why it's been so confusing. So we got Cal at home. Cal gives the Huskies trouble and has given the Huskies trouble for fucking years. We always lose to Cal. If we get the Cal monkey off our back, the Huskies win in the North. After that, we've got Oregon State on the road next week, and we got a bye. Get some guys back. We're going to get the last year's best pass rusher, at least in the Pac-12, top five in the country. I think he was number one in sack rate, okay. uh, ZTF. He, he's coming back. Uh, like I said, it's not about the talent. We have the talent. We've had the talent. I don't see it, dude. I'm sorry. If I can interrupt. Um, UCLA off a of bye, that's nice. UCLA didn't look that great against Fresno At State. Home. With that said, Fresno State's clearly – pretty fucking good they played the ducks tough and ucla beat ucla um but it's you guys go from a, at stanford never easy uh at home against the ducks not gonna be easy then you get home. to host arizona state who's solid and then you have to go to colorado who played a team that runs a similar style of scheme in Texas A&M really fucking tough, and A&M is significantly better than the Dogs. So I think you could ha- easily have four straight losses right there, frankly. And then the Apple Cup, who fucking knows? What do you mean, who knows? The Apple Cup is the biggest slam dunk every single year. Put your money <laughs> on it. It's it's not even a question. That one's already penciled that one in. Got a W right there. Okay, that's fine. So then you go one and five in your one and four in your final five. So the Huskies play nine conference games. You're saying that they're going to win, what, four, three? Um, I think they beat Cal, beat the Beavs. I'll give you either UCLA or Stanford. So I think you win. I think you go. Ooh, what would that be? Five and four. That'd be three and six. Cal, Oregon State. Wait, this is horrible radio, but. Cal, Oregon State. Okay, no. So, 
And you missed Arizona. Yeah, so you'll be horrible. Arizona, Oregon State, Cal, Washington State, and one either Stanford or UCLA. So five and four. You lose to the Ducks, Arizona State, Colorado, and either Stanford or UCLA. If that makes any sense for anybody listening. <laughs> All right. So so if I put the line at, at five and a half for the conference play, you're taking the under. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Taking the under. All right, we'll chalk that one up. We'll add that as a little sidebar to our, uh, not necessarily pick them, but write that one down. I'm telling you, if they win, if they go into the bye, 2-0 and in conference, 3-2 and overall, the North is theirs. Man, they have tough games. Like, But they're all at home. All the tough games are at home. I mean, Col- I think Colorado's good. I think you guys are going to have a hard time beating them. That's a tough Colorado game. put up like 50 yards. I... This week, I understand. Yes. But they look good against AM. And that was at home. AM's backup quarterback, to be fair. Who cares? The Huskies are more talented than every other team left on the schedule, save for Oregon, where it's basically a toss up. <laughs> okay. If we're talking on paper talent, that's true. Because the talent hasn't changed since the start of the year. Fair. It's all about Sorry, how they use them. Down. I think you guys are going to have a world of hurt. I think I just don't have any trust in your coaching staff after I listened to you complain about them for two fucking weeks. You guys lost to Montana, dude. I don't have any. Me neither. And that, that, and that's what so, I'm saying. Under. Well, the under, thing under, is, Montana, under. Montana and Arkansas State are, like, very comparable. And if you look in uh, SRS, the <sighs> ratings, they are basic. They're, like, right next to each other in those ratings, okay. which is – composite ratings takes everything into account they're right there so whatever they changed it looked like a completely different team on saturday obviously yeah 52 to 3 that's how they should have beat montana i hear you but i still think that they're not very good but that's beside the point um actually, i'm just really saying it, it all but depends it saying. all depends on this weekend if they lose the cal then yeah who knows we're back into free fall if they beat cal if they get the cal monkey off their back i'm calling my shot now What's that spread? Seven and a half. Huskies? Yeah. Wow. Well, Ducks rolled yet again. No surprise. Stony Creek. <laughs> Going into um, conference play against Arizona, that's a good start. I. They got a good chance of making the playoffs. I'm not going to lie. And I didn't think they were going to be in this case. I thought they were going to get smoked by Ohio State, but... Definitely exciting. We'll see. They'll probably end up choking to some team that they should beat, like usual, and end up with one loss and miss the playoffs. But um, an interesting week of college football. I didn't get to watch a ton. Um, A lot of morning games. Cincinnati was one of the picks that we had. A sketchy game to start, but Cincinnati ended up pulling it out. Indiana is not nearly as good as they were last year, in my opinion. I don't know if you had anything else on that game. Cincinnati looks tough. I I don't know, I don't know if they have the schedule to make it into the playoffs, but I don't know if they're gonna lose any games. They gotta really just smoke people and put up a good undefeated season. Yeah, I was looking at when they put up a graphic of their the rest of their games. They didn't really have anything. Don't they play Notre Dame? That's the last game that they have. I was gonna look. What conference are they in? The um... American. I believe so. 
<laughs> so you know it's bad. <laughs> I guess I can look in top 25. Yeah, they're they're in the American. Okay. Oh, they play Notre Dame next Saturday. They have a bye and then go to Notre Dame. Yeah. They're at South Bend. And then that's their last real test. Other than that, it's, I mean, Temple, UCF, Navy, Tulane, yeah, Tulsa, USF, mean, SMU. SMU is undefeated right now. Grain of salt because I don't know who they played. North Texas, Texas, Louisiana Tech, and Abilene Christian, so no one. Yeah, uh, they're going to have a cakewalk if they can beat Notre Dame, but that's a pretty good win to have on your resume going into South Bend and winning. Um, I still don't think that they'll have enough to make the playoffs. The committee's pretty biased in that sense. Um, I'd like to see a team like that get in. Not if it means the Ducks don't make it, but still. Um, I don't know. With them, I feel like they're always a really good team, but it's like they didn't really play anybody, so they don't ever really get any love. Well, I'll uh, say I opinion. think we're kind of on we're kind of on the cusp of there could be for the first time in the playoff era some some crazy shit some just chaos that goes on. Clemson doesn't look like they can score points. Ohio State doesn't look like they can stop anybody, yeah. including Tulsa, who I know. was Almost right in that won. game. I that was, was a game. Yeah, I was rooting for Ohio State towards the end of that. I was like, you guys don't need to look good, but just don't lose yet. Like, you can lose later in the year. I don't care about that. But, you know, they beat the Ducks in a close game and then to come out and lose to Tulsa. It's like, well, we're, are the Ducks really that good? You know, is this Ohio State team just sucks? So, um, just for resume purposes, I was hoping they were going to hold on to that one. But, fuck, they almost lost. Shoot, Bama almost. Well, they were smoking Florida, which was one of our picks. We went the opposite way on that one. They were smoking Florida. What was it, twenty-one to three? Yeah, it was in the first half. It looked bad, and then it looked like yeah, it was just gonna be a typical Bama rolling them over. And Florida didn't back down. They came back and I don't know if I'd say that they almost came back and won it or anything crazy like that, but they made it a game. It was close. Um, I thought it was gonna go to overtime. Frankly, Bama, I just. I, I think Bama's team. untouchable this year. I don't think anybody's really gonna. I wanted to look at their schedule. Gonna get to them. I feel like it's them and everybody else. But then who's them in Georgia, basically? So Bama actually has. God, they schedule so well. <laughs> Bama plays Miami, and then they play Mercer. They play Florida, and then Southern Miss. Then they play Old Miss and Texas A&M back to back. That's tough. I mean, but. Old Miss, we'll see. Um, Dude, Old Miss is don't sleep on the Rebels. No, I know Lane Kiffin's. I know, I know. There. Then they, but this is what I mean as far as like they schedule well. They go some other games, then they go Tennessee, LSU, and then they get a break and play New Mexico State, and then they go and host Arkansas and then Auburn. It's like they schedule that just perfectly. Yeah, they always throw that late season cupcake into there and the sec helps them out too that's one thing that the sec does is they give bama they give lsu they give georgia and maybe florida some favorable schedules they don't try and dick teams over whereas a pac-12 doesn't do that at all like yeah they they have um there's been several weeks where say either uw oregon or usc plays a friday night game after a road game something like that 
or they'll play they'll set like the i swear to god three four years in a row the ducks had a bye going into the husky game it's like what the fuck like they just dick over their best teams whereas yeah. the sec actually looks out for them i know i noticed that too and they I'm, also only play eight conference games which is huge yeah i'm i'm just i'm burnt out on bama honestly i i they're great you know dynasty whatever you want to say this new format i guess you can't really say it's new anymore it's been around for eight seasons now for the college football playoff i just want to see new blood in it and so i almost just by default root against bama all the time and basically just the sec as a whole and then clemson and ohio state just because i want to see the new teams get in there I want to see a team from the Pac-12. I want to see a, a team that's not really in the Power Five get in. Um, just go down the list. It's just annoying, I think. Um, but, I mean, you can't argue. They're great. And they're not going anywhere anytime soon. They're going to keep getting dudes, especially now that they can make money as college athletes. Like, where's a better place to go than Alabama, you know? So... From a fan standpoint, it would be nice to see some new teams in, but it's also you still want to see the best teams in, so default Bama. Yeah, and that's the thing. Everybody wants to see new teams in there, and then you you get a Michigan State, and they just get their doors blown off right. like in the first playoff. Or, and that's no fun. I mean, I wouldn't say that the Huskies got their shit pushed in or anything like that when they went and played Bama. That was a game. It was 7-7 until Browning throws a pick right before the half. And right. Then we... Yeah. Played a half tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's like you get these teams in there. I mean, imagine if you got a Cincinnati in there and now they're playing Bama in the first round. It's like, are they going to hang? Or is it going to be 35 nothing at the break and yeah, everybody's fair. snoozing? That's fair. That's fair. Even you Notre don't Dame. waste dude. one of the playoff games. Yeah, Notre Dame last year, I had no confidence in them. No, because they've gone in there and done the same thing. And it's not like you can blame them. Like, that's no. a great – it's almost like they get punished for it, in a sense, mm-hmm. in fans' eyes, where it's like, oh, I don't want to see those guys again. It's like, okay, right. well, are they one of the best four teams? Then they should be in there, even right. if they are going to get shit-pumped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's what's frustrating about college football, because you want those teams to get in, but you also want them to perform well. But, like, it's tough when you're going against those – the Alabamas and the Clemsons. <laughs> it's really fucking hard. That's uh, what I'm saying. I think we're going to get – we might get some new blood this year. I don't Ohio think Clemson State... is going to make it, frankly. I don't think they're – they can't score. And I won't try to pronounce the quarterback's name because I did last time and I just – just DJ. It. DJ. Um, but, yeah, I don't think they're very good this year, frankly. Um, offensively, maybe defensively they're fine, but still I think they're going to stumble over themselves pulling up their schedule right now. Well, and they've already lost one game too, so a second loss there would be. They have a I don't cake know. schedule though. That's the thing. They go. Who's going to beat them? NC State, Boston College, Syracuse, Pittsburgh, Florida State, Louisiana or Louisville, Yukon, Wake Forest, and South Carolina to finish out the season. Yeah, there's nobody there that's going to trip them up. Wait, did you say Boston College? Yes. Who is that has... on the road? No, it's at Clemson. I can see them kind of sneaking up, but Pittsburgh on the road is so tough. 
in Pittsburgh, that's, I guess, tough. I don't know. That's just weak, especially when you're one. Your big game is Georgia, and you lose 10-3. You scored three. You scored 49 against uh, SC State. That's awesome. So I don't know. I think Clemson's the week. I hope they lose because um, they don't have the resume to be a fucking two-loss team in the playoff, that's for sure. No, and then even if you go over to the Big Ten, you got Iowa. They're sitting at number five right now, and they look good, real good. Uh, Penn State, they look pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how good that Auburn team is, but they're sitting 3-0 and with two ranked wins. I took um, Auburn. Wisconsin, I think any – any three of those, Iowa, Penn State, or Wisconsin, can give Ohio State a run for their money this year. I do. I think I'd have to take a look at Ohio State's schedule and see when they catch them, if they catch them. But especially if they get them a little bit earlier in the year before they're, before Stroud kind of settles in and, and finds a groove or maybe they find something on defense. I mean, they're vulnerable. Vulnerable. It's a tough word to say. <laughs> vulnerable. See? Um, Not so oh, easy. Ohio State. Akron at Rutgers, Maryland at home, Indiana on the road, Penn State at home, Nebraska, Purdue at home, Michigan State at home, and then they're at Michigan to end the season. So not an easy schedule. But but they don't even play Penn State or Wisconsin. Yeah. Until potentially the championship championship game. So here's the thing that I'm thinking, like real far out hypothetical – Ducks go undefeated, win the Pac-12. Are they in, or if Ohio? Because Ohio State, if they if they win out and win the Big Ten, that's a pretty good resume to have your only loss to Oregon. Oh, were you saying are the is Ohio State in? Oh, right, yeah, I was saying like, is there any sense that that could leapfrog and Ohio State could make it? Because they they have a pretty tough schedule. If they beat Penn State, Penn State. Well, I guess I don't understand the question. I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, is there a possibility that if Oregon goes undefeated, do they not make it and Ohio State makes it? No, there's no chance. Okay. I told you last week that there's there hasn't been a single conference champ, Power 5 conference champ with one loss that's missed it. Yeah. So, yeah. The, okay. So, there's no chance that the Ducks with an Ohio State on the road and an Duck undefeated it. schedule, 12-0, and 0, don't make it. No, yeah. they would be, they'd probably be the one seed or the yeah. two. Okay, depending fair. on what the SEC does. Yeah, fair, 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 fair. Okay, I just looking at that, I was like, damn, Ohio State has some tough games. I mean, Penn State looks legit. I I watched all of that Auburn game. Um, I thought Auburn would at least cover. It looked like they were going to. Um, they ended up not losing by, I think, eight. But Penn State, I thought they were weak after the game against Notre Dame, but that's that's a good team so we'll see i think that could be a loss and you never know in ohio state michigan michigan doesn't look that strong but michigan state's ranked now again too so tough road for ohio state fuck them yeah i'm just saying yeah i just think that they're kind of ripe to finally miss a playoff i think Uh, they will i think they'll lose at least one one of those games against a better team and then they'll end up being a two-loss team so I don't the think most, they'll make the it. most annoying like chalk playoff at this point would probably be whoever say Bama and Georgia both run the table because I don't think that they play in the regular season. No. Um they both run the table and then the SEC championship game means nothing because they're both gonna be in regardless. 
Like you're not you're not taking whoever loses that game out of the playoff. So you got two SEC teams, and then say take a toss up between Oregon, Oklahoma, and then that. Okay, this could actually be interesting. That's what I'm say, saying. It, yeah. No, I agree. if you say if you say Oregon, Oklahoma both drop a conference game, like some random conference. Say the Huskies beat Oregon, something like that. <laughs> just pick a random game out of the hat. Yeah, huh? you know, just any of them. Fuck uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck <Oklahoma>. you. <laughs> but then, you, then you're stuck in kind of a bind there because you've got you've got a one-loss Oregon conference champ, a one-loss Oklahoma conference champ, and a one-loss Clemson conference champ, and a one-loss Ohio State conference champ. That's four right there. And then you're telling me you're going to take a one-loss – SEC non-champ, that could be that I mean, could be the toughest <laughs> decision the committee's had yet. It easily. would be, I think, no questions about it. You have four conference champions that have lost one game, and that game was to a good, like a top fifteen opponent. That's tough. I think that's still, really tough. I think because it's a little bit of a round still, robin. I think they would still SEC bias it and put the two SEC teams in, and one of or two of those a one-loss conference teams would end up getting fucked over and be out. I honestly think that that would be the case. Because they, if Clemson and Georgia, or Clemson, if Alabama and Georgia win all of their regular season games, make it to the conference championship, and then it's a tight game. Like, if it's if it's a blowout, I think you have a different conversation. But if it's close, which I think it would be, and close meaning, like, 14 or less, I think they both get in. I don't think you can't put them, like one of them not in, which is so fucked. It uh, would just create so many weird conversations because you gotta you gotta think, okay, well Georgia beat Clemson, and Oregon beat Ohio State, so you uh-huh. can't you know so you can't put those in there. But then it's like Alabama <clears throat> beat Georgia, so that's probably the best loss of anybody. So you got that, but they don't have the conference champ that which which means something to the committee. Like that's a piece for the committee. Fuck it, just kick alabama out if they win the conference and go undefeated what do you just say you know what you guys Good are job. you're we're the best for second you're the two, best we're gonna play for second i don't hate two that through idea five. <laughs> i don't hate that idea that might be a more competitive playoff oh that'd be sweet fuck them fuck them here you go <laughs> dude how funny is that yeah just Almost like isolate them. It's like you, no, you guys are too good. Yeah, good you job. Know, we don't even need. You don't even need to go earn it. You, you already did. You got it. You, you send your fifty-five players to the draft and move on. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. I think we just fixed the playoff. I do too. Just Bama's not allowed. <laughs> Bama's just blacklisted. They're eighty-six from the college football playoffs. They still get a trophy though. We'll still. You guys are the national champs, and then they get a plastic trophy. Yeah. <laughs> No, they get the metal one. Whoever else gets the plastic. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I'm I'm cool with that. And it's they get it week one. <laughs> oh, I love I love it. We played three weeks and we're already talking playoff scenarios. It's great. <laughs> but then it could go the other way too. I mean, obviously, there's infinite. I hope it's a clusterfuck. That's what I hope. Me too. Me too. Definitely. I mean, think about something like Ole Miss beats Bama coming up in two weeks. Mm-hmm. They beat Bama. Kind of throw a wrench in things. Say say something like a two loss Bama. Bama drops two of them during the during the regular season. Then they they still make it to the championship game. They go and win. Didn't they already make it one year with two losses? I believe they did. Right. So they believe so. They even if Alabama loses, there's like two games. If or sorry, if they lose, they'll still be in the top four, 
Unless it's like they get smoked, which, let's be real, I would say it's highly unlikely that they're going to get smoked by anybody. It's so funny because you can can almost twist it where it's like any Bama loss is a good loss because if the team beat Bama, they're a good team. They're a good team, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, they're good enough to beat Bama, so it must not be that bad of a loss. I think you could say the same with with Clemson and Ohio State because clearly the Ducks came off a – I mean – now it's looking like a little bit of a better win against Fresno State that they hung on there. But still, they, that's a game they should have won handily. And then next, and they were ranked 12. Then they go into Ohio State, beat them by seven. A great win. Not taking anything away from it. Like I said last week, best win in school history in the regular season. But then they're ranked four, just like that leapfrogging a, a shitload of team, good teams that are still undefeated. Like, that's a little bit of Ohio State bias there, too. Agreed. Agreed. I Yeah. But I think, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they deserve to be up there. They're kind of right where they should be. You can kind of mix and match them, Oklahoma. They have better yeah. a better they have a better win than Oklahoma though. Yeah, they have a better win than Oklahoma, so it's, I think that's fair to put them at three right now. They I would say they have a better win than everybody except Georgia. Agreed. Agreed. And I think Bama and Georgia are class above everybody else this year. I do too. Frankly. So I I don't know. I hope both of them lose one game going into it. Just so that way the SEC championship means something cuz I think the loser of that can't make it with two. Yeah, you can't make it with two losses, no conference champ. You're and out. then you get a little bit of, of hope for uh, Cincinnati. You get a little bit of hope for, I mean, it, just everybody in general. I guess I don't really know who in particular, but Clemson. I mean, Penn State. I'm looking at Penn State thinking, I don't know if they have the quarterback to do it, but. No. They're, they're pretty. They're, it's a different team, team at home. It's a different team at home. I don't think in a neutral site they would be as good as they are. What do you think about Oklahoma? Have you watched much of them? No, but apparently Rattler's just a freak. So QBU, I mean. They churn them out. Yeah, I think I think that they have a good chance of making it. I haven't looked at their schedule, which I was meaning to do, actually. They always lose lose some random-ass game. I bet you we can look at it, and we'll we'll get a good candidate there. You have it up? Uh, they don't play this week, do they? No. They play. They're at K State, at Texas. Well, that's a no, neutral site. No, they play site. this week. They play uh, West Virginia. I think. Oh yeah, West Virginia. Yep, West Virginia at home, at K State, at Texas, TCU at home, at Kansas, Texas Tech at home, at Baylor, Iowa State at home, and then at Oklahoma State. It's not the easiest schedule. Who knows with Kansas State? They've only played three games, as has everybody. But Kansas State's beat Stanford, Nevada, and Southern Illinois. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, but it's on the road. That's one on of those ones. That's one that I'm looking at. Like if I were to pick out a, a typical Oklahoma loss, it's either that one or like TCU at home. They have issues at- with West Virginia, but I don't think West Virginia is very good this year. Iowa State's a tough matchup because if they're losing, they're kind of fucked, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, not the easiest schedule, but I think they really only got to dodge about two bullets 
What if no, Sark, but I think they're going to get tripped up once. Them? <laughs> Judging on his record against the Ducks, I'm not going to. Let's the, check on our boys. His Sark. Time here. Texas. Hey, they beat Rice 58 nothing. Get right game. <laughs> now they get to play Texas Tech. And Texas is a favored by eight points. TCU. We did this schedule breakdown like a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did. That's right. Yeah, that was fun. Iowa State is looking like a tough game on the road. Texas is going to get – they're going to have a rough time, I think, the rest of the year. They'll end with four or five losses. They could I would love it if Sark won seven eight, games. They're eight-point favorites against Texas Tech. They'll win that one. You think? Who's yeah, they'll Texas win that one. Played? Nobody. FIU, Houston, and SF Austin. Okay. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't know. I hope. I honestly just hope for madness, and I hope the Ducks can avoid the madness. But track record-wise, we're going to have some game somewhere that's their 20-point favor, favorites, and it's a drive at the last few minutes to to win it or some crap like that so i'm not not entirely sold on the ducks i think having that stony creek game this weekend was good to get thibodeau rested hopefully he can stay healthy the rest of the season and i think they have you keep calling him stony creek isn't it stony creek it's stony brook stony brook didn't they you said it last week and i didn't correct you so i I'm not going to let it slide two weeks in a row. Stony I just Brook, need to whatever. start a counter. Stony Creek. <laughs> you said no. No. Stony Creek sounds like a high school. It does it's sound like a like suburban high school. high school. It sounds like a fucking street. <laughs> Stony Creek. I think it is a street, actually, in Ellensburg. I'm not too sure, but I think so. I think you're making shit up. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I'm just here for the mispronunciations. That's all. We need a counter. That's what I'm saying. I'm at already. I think I've. This I'm having a worse year this year on mispronunciations than I did last year. The funny thing is it's usually the same ones. It's I like know. like if you mess it up once, you're going to mess it up again. Like Stony Creek right there or, Bryce, or what was Fucking the, Bryce Love. Bryce Love, yes. Uh, Bryce that one classic. haunts me. Alex Correa. Yeah, you're uh, you're all over the place. All right. Well, let, let's speaking of Bryce Love, let's move into the NFL. Um, interesting week. I mean, I think the obvious place to start, Zach Wilson, butt cheeks. Uh, Yeah, that was... What did I say last week? I said he is reckless, and it showed up big time this week. God. Yeah, that was one of the worst performances I've seen from a quarterback. Like a it reminded me of Nathan Peterman. No, exactly. That's Yeah, Peterman was a, what came to mind for me, too, but... That's a little bit different because he's a backup, you know. Yeah, it's like, and oh, came in. It this guy's just trash. But he was a number two pick. Yeah. You know what I read this week? Actually, d- during that game on hmm. Twitter, haven't fact checked this, so maybe fake news. Don't think it is though. I believe his uncle is the CEO of JetBlue, or some family member of his is the CEO of JetBlue, who is the official airline for the Jets. Bias. Maybe a little bit of persuasion terms of the draft Man. who they're going with the jets are dumb i don't give them that much credit to be that like thorough they're just stu- a stupid organization i think that's just a shitty pick and he's not that good i think both th- both things can be true 
I, I mean, that's fair. Um, man, Sam. I think Darnold the Jets being stupid. Stupid. Uh, yes, dude. That's the, I that love was the thing. Too. Is he's going off. He's going off. Wow. <laughs> he's doing well, man. And that's a good Wilson. team. They're eight point favorites against Tex the Texans. Uh, I don't think Tyrod Taylor is supposed to play this weekend. He's not. So reasonable eight point line. I think they cover again. And dude, Panthers, look out. So I'm pretty chapped because I've been sitting once they picked up once the Panthers picked up Darnold I really liked that and I've been high on them since I think I said in our show before the season started that that's the team I'm looking out for mm-hmm. I was telling you I don't know maybe it was week one I know I picked him in week one but I've been on the Panthers and I've been on Darnold working with Joe Brady I like that a lot and not a big fantasy guy, but I've been trying to like pay a little bit more attention this year. All these people are saying Jameis was a good pickup this week. Don't want to play Darnold. I'd had Darnold stashed on my bench. That's how much I liked him. Last pick of the draft, I was like, I'm getting Darnold. Or maybe I picked him off, off a wave or something. But I'd had him stashed. I was like, this is going to be a good one. Well, I dropped him for Jameis. Started Jameis. Uh-oh. And that didn't Even with well. his 140 yards last week one? I saw the five touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Touchdown whore. What is that? 20 points, though? That's it? <laughs> 20 points in touchdowns, that is. Plus yards, so 24 he had. 24, yeah. With four well, touchdowns? <laughs> I am so bad at fantasy, dude. Did That's I tell right. you our punishment? No. The team or the owner that puts up the least amount of points for the entire season must do 10 minutes at an open mic night of stand-up. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> oh, that's really bad. How are you looking? It's two weeks in, but still. I haven't started working on my set yet. But, oh, it's uh, that bad? Dude, we... Oh, no. <laughs> let me let me check this real quick. I can tell you. I think I'm last. I think I'm last in points. Um. If you if you get last place and have to do that, I am coming and putting it on Instagram Live. I put up 77 points this week. PPR? Yes. <laughs> it's week two, dude. Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's I horrible. Know. It's really bad. That's horrible. <laughs> Let me bring up the standings. I'm 0-2. <laughs> oh, no, dude. Oh, oh no. Oh, my God. How bad? Oh, this is really bad. I didn't even know it was this bad. <laughs> what's your what's your point total? <laughs> one 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 over under one sixty. Over. Okay. One sixty five. That's it. That, yep, that's what I'm at. Oh, that's horrible. The next lowest. Oh, two hundred plus. I'm sure. Two- <laughs> 214. Oh, dude, you are <laughs> fucked. I did not, not realize the hole that I had dug for myself. You are fucked, my friend. That's really bad. <laughs> Who the fuck is on your team? It's not that bad of a team. I didn't like it. Okay. Oh, I think it's I t- not that bad of a team. I didn't like it. <laughs> Let's see. Full disclaimer, this will be the last of the fantasy football talk for the episode. Maybe not. But for this episode, yes. 
Yeah, but if, not not for the season, but for this episode. If we keep putting up stinker weeks like that, you're gonna be hearing gonna, more about it. We might need it. Need, might need a breezy update. <laughs> we we might need to call in a fantasy expert. Um, where's Matthew Barry? Uh, I got <laughs> so Tannehill's my quarterback. Benched him. Put up good numbers. Like I said, dropped Sam. I just have no feel. Like I have good players. I just have no feel for who to play when. Um, Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, trash. CD <laughs> Lamb, uh, Jacoby Myers, Kyle Pitts, Saquon, trash. Packers defense, trash. <laughs> what uh, are you doing? Packers D. They're a, they're a team to play when they play like, I guess they play Detroit. So I kind of understand your thought that's, process. Yeah, that's there. why. I, that's At why home. I picked him up. But, uh, My best player, Rodrigo Blankenship, kicker. <laughs> Yeah, you'll be fine with Saquon. He'll get hot. I wouldn't be too worried. And I think Kyle I, Pitts will do well, especially with the Falcons because they they suck. They fucking suck. And he's going to get a lot of garbage time. Hopefully they don't say fuck it to Matt Ryan and they keep him in so that way he can get some catches because if they go to the backup, he, he might have a just stinker of a season. Yeah, I mean, my bench is solid, too. Like, that's the thing. I have a bunch of solid guys. I have no stars. Like, my stars like suck. Saquon. Get Saquon, he, more, he, he's coming off of, of a serious injury. Give him a couple weeks. Well, see, that's the thing. I can't even trade these guys because if I trade them now that I'm trading, I'm selling yeah. so low. Yeah. Uh, um, but then my bench, hold. I got DJ Moore, who's solid. Uh, didn't play Why didn't him this you play week. him? <laughs> <laughs> I took him out for Jacoby Myers. Um, uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get something started here. Odell, Chase Claypool, Jameis, Melvin Gordon, Dallas Goddard, and Trey Sermon, who's like my stash. I think he's he's gonna pop. And I all remember the, the Niners running that. backs are. I mean, Mostert up. got hurt. He's out six weeks, so put in put him in. Um, but yeah, dude. Anyways, I'm in a <laughs> damn near sixty point hole. I guess fifty point hole. Uh, Get that set prepped. Knock knock. Who's there? I don't know. <laughs> I think yours needs some work. Hey, I'm not the one in last place in points in my league and had to do 10 minutes of stand-up. Dude, you're fucked, man. I'm rooting against you. I think everybody is at this point. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so what do the Jets What do? The Jets do? What do they do? That was my team I said that was going to get the first pick. Yeah, you're looking uh, spot on right there. I don't know. Jags are pretty bad. The Jags are bad. The Lions aren't as bad. As no, they're not as bad. They would be. I don't but think the Texans are either. I think it depends on Tyrod with the Texans, but I still I think they'll win more than three and a half games. I think that was what it was at. I think the Jets suck, dude. I don't think they're gonna have. I mean, they're already getting to the point where they're double digit dogs against. The Broncos. Did you see the stat that Teddy Bridgewater is like, I think it was 37 and 14 against the spread as a starter? Yes, I saw that. Barstool posted that today. That is fucking wild. Teddy Two Gloves. Everybody sleeps on him. He's the man. Yeah, we won't talk too much about the Jets. They suck, but it is funny to watch Zach Wilson suck. I didn't think he was going to be good. I didn't think he was going to be good because of like, not only BYU, he's just reckless. And not in the same way that, like, Patrick Mahomes is reckless. 
or you're telling me you wouldn't put Zach Wilson in the same class as Mahomes? Hot take. No, <laughs> but I mean that's kind of where I see like not any kind of comparison, but he just like panics and hucks the ball. I guess honestly, a little bit like Jameis in, in Tampa Bay days, where he's gonna go out, throw thirty touchdowns, but have thirty fucking picks. Maybe he needs LASIK. I don't know if there's any saving him. We need. Do we need to get an update on if Zach Wilson has bad eyesight? He might need LASIK. Well, how old is he? I don't know, like 30? He's a Mormon. No, <laughs> no he's, he's not. I don't think he ever took a mission. Um, I think what he needs is to go back to BYU for four years. <laughs> but that's the thing. I don't think that makes would make him better. No, it wouldn't, but that would just be a better career for him. And he yeah. can make more NIL money. That's fair. He has a hot mom. One, if he could play Rice and Coastal Carolina and whoever else they were playing, Sisters of the Poor last year. Coastal Carolina was actually pretty Sisters good. But that was their... the poor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but that was the thing, dude. I knew he, I mean, I didn't even know he was a prospect when the Huskies went and beat the shit out of him down there in Provo 2019. Didn't they and, say we'll play anybody anywhere too? Oh no, oh, that was yeah. last year. <laughs> that was last year, and then they've refused to play the Huskies. Yeah, yeah that's classic. Right. Oh. But no, I mean we went down there and killed him, and he was reckless in that game. Uh, didn't even cross my mind that he was going to be some NFL guy, let alone the number two pick. And then he goes up and beats on a bunch of nobodies for twelve weeks last year, and look at that. Um, <clears throat> Justin Fields is supposed to play this week. Maybe that's who I'll pick up for my fantasy quarterback. Uh, I think the Bears have a tough game. Let me look. Maybe not for this week, but just to kind of stash him. They play the Browns this week in Cleveland, so probably not a good week to pay, play Justin Fields. No, but I'm seeing how, like, uh, remember how Jalen Hurts came on real hot last year? I picked him up, and I was riding him, and he was putting up a ton of points for me. I'm hoping maybe maybe Fields could do something similar. They're, uh, they're dogs this week, I believe. Philly. Who are they against? At, at Dallas, Monday night. Now, see, that's an – everybody gets sick of the NFC East teams playing on primetime. That should actually be a pretty good game. I think that's a good game. Those are two – well, well, Dallas last last year was fine. Like saying that it was bullshit because of not having Dak and the, how bad their defense was. This year, it's a different team. Getting Dak back makes a big difference. I still think I think Philadelphia is better than them, though. Frankly, I think the NFC East is just better as a whole. Last year was a fluke. They had so many injuries. With that said, none of them are really like worth a damn. Frankly. <laughs> Like, even being fully healthy, like, the Giants are still the Giants. They're mediocre. Philly, I think, is the best out of the four because Washington, you don't know how good their offense is, and I don't think it's very good. And Dallas still can't really play any D. Yeah, no, those are probably going to be the top two teams. That should be pretty I think it's a pretty good primetime game. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's going to be a fun game to watch. And it's kind of like we were talking. With that said, though, you do on this week. You have Rams Bucks. Yeah, that's playing. Be so I don't know how that's not prime time. And 
Packers 49ers, which I understand the Packers just had prime time, but still. You're well, telling me what I, like, what Seahawks heard... are – or no, that's not Sunday night. Who's Sunday night? I Sunday know night far... is the Packers. Never mind. The Packers are in prime time again? Yeah. Again, at, at San Francisco. I know that uh, CBS and Fox both get to pick. I don't know if it's they alternate weeks or if they both get a national game each week, but they can both protect a game when they're making the schedule. So, like, that's a little bias I, there for the Cowboys. No, not, then. No, not bias. I'm saying that Fox probably protected the the Tampa Bay Rams game. Oh, that's that's well, fair. That's fair. Okay, yeah, I didn't think of TV stuff. Oh, that makes sense. I don't know, but still, that's kind of annoying. Well, but it kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week with guys like Hertz and Kyler and Lamar, and watching Dak and Jalen Hurts play quarterback is just gonna be fun, right? Yeah, it is fun. And I've kind of felt myself shift from growing up, and for the longest time, I've always been a bigger college football guy, and I like the NFL, but it was I don't know, it was just kind of it felt like everybody ran the same sort of stuff, same pretty fairly bland offense, and it was just like. Eh, you know not a lot of variety yeah yeah and to a certain extent that's still true but you've seen so much of the college kind of play calling and systems and stuff like that the the quarterbacks are comfortable with make its way into the nfl and it's so much more fun to watch like i enjoy the nfl product a whole lot more now than i think i ever have Mm -hmm. same here. in terms of like the on-field play now, they keep shooting themselves in the foot with the shit like taunting, which I I don't know if you want to get into that. That's This week was brutal for taunting. There were a lot of ejections. Well, not necessarily well, ejections, I, but like the just the flags, dude. Like yeah. DJ Reed made a play. Granted, he, this one, in a sense, is like, okay, I get it in a way because he was burnt on the play and the quarterback just threw the ball. And I've been annoyed about corners getting in guys' faces forever or, you know, incomplete, waving his arms around when he didn't do anything to stop the play. Yeah, you got beat, dude. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, sick. Nice play. Um, But he just kind of popped up and flexed a little bit and looked at the receiver, and they threw a 15-yard penalty for it. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's what we're doing now? That's what It seems like it's if you direct it at an opposing player, you're going to get flagged. Which is dumb. The grown Who man. is that rule for? Who is that rule for? I don't Who know. wants that rule? Kids? <laughs> no, not even the kids. It's stupid, dude. dude. It's stupid. I I I agree. I think it's a dumb rule. Um I'm sorry, but if you get if you get beat, you should be able to fucking talk about it. Like trash talk is a part of sports. Like that's been a part of sports. That was a part of sports in fucking middle school. <laughs> So the fact that they're now flagging professional players for it is stupid. Um, the one ejection I did see, I think it was the Rams, and he made contact with the official, which I I get that portion of yeah, it. Yeah, that's different. That's, that's fine. Different. I'm cool with that. But talking shit to another player, as long as you guys aren't like beating the shit out of each other like NFL Blitz style, I think it's fine. Let him chirp. It makes the game more entertaining, that's for sure. Well, and how are you going to – I mean, that's not even like a – I guess you can control it, but the the play that I'm thinking about where DJ Reed just pops up and just, like, flexes his arms and he's looking at the guy. Like, that's, that's not it. even really a pre-planned 
thing. You know, it's not over the top. That's just like a reaction. Like something happened and that's just how he reacted. You know, maybe if you're looking out for it, they're going to stop doing it. But why? Like, who's that hurt? Yeah, no one. That's stupid. That's a dumb rule. And it's going to change games, dude. Mm -hmm. Games are going to be decided because of a call like that. It was, I mean, that's not what decided the Hawks game. No, but but still, it's dumb. It's still dumb. It's a dumb rule. Talk shit. It's fine. I think they'll get over it. Or or if you want, like, be better. (laughs) Don't get beat then. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I just don't understand what what the goal is for the rule. No, there's none. It's just the, it's the mall cop style that the NFL has been taking the last several years with some of the rules they've put in place. It's like, well, and think about it on the other end. Like, yeah, it really sucks when it's your team that gets flagged for something like that and it just doesn't feel right. But think about it, say, three, four years down the line and taunting is just the new normal for us now and everybody gets it. And then you're sitting there watching a game and you see a receiver catch a ball and then just, like, look in one of your players' direction and make some sort of motion. You're like, that's taunting. That's taunting. Is that what we want to do? No. We want to be... Yeah, like we could, it's gonna be nitpicking taunting you know but if that's how it's called then it's like oh why didn't you get flagged for that it's like really i mean you've seen, seen the same stuff with roughing the passer like we all just know what roughing the passer is now so even yeah. stuff that's like five ten years ago we'd be like dude you want that to be roughing the passer what are you, what are you talking about now it's like no that should definitely have been roughing the passer his thumb grazed his face face mask you know or that's it hit the, the top of his helmet well that's Exactly, and so then that's how you get used to watching games. So now we're gonna be on the lookout for guys just like saying "fuck you" to one another. Like, right? <laughs> what, yeah, what are we doing here? What's go? the point? I agree. It's frustrating. Hopefully they address that because I mean they did. In the same token, they did address it with the celebration stuff. They said, "No, nah, the celebrations are fine. Go ahead and celebrate." Taunting is a little bit different because I guess it, you can take it in the light of it's a negative act, but still, I think that should be addressed as well and be like, okay. As long as there's no punches thrown and no officials, like, getting hurt or pushed or whatever, like, you guys can talk shit. I mean, there's got to be a line, though, that they have to draw. If it becomes physical, I think that's there. there's your line right there. If it's not, if you're just talking shit, separate them. It's not a big deal. Or not even talking shit, just you flex in a direction and yeah, I can't believe a that's penalty. Taunting. That's, that's, that's so ridiculous. Stupid. What are we? What are we doing here? Yeah, flag football apparently. If you uh, if you don't mind changing directions real quick, along that same lines of talking shit, I got a show for you to watch. Okay. It's the uh, it's a Netflix documentary. Have you heard about this? The uh, the the Danbury Trashers. Yes, I have. Did you watch it? I did. It was awesome. It was so sick. So mobby. Dude, just got any. <laughs> I, I love the 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 boss the mob boss dad what is his name Jimmy oh yeah him and the son AJ by the end of it I love both those guys at first I was like oh f-. especially Jesus. the son I was like this kid's running the team I guess we awesome. should probably tell the audience it's so if anybody it's un I think it's called Untold and then they're just like there's a series of them they're doing on Netflix one is Malice at the Palace. And this one one. happened to be, I need to, I haven't yet. This one, and it's all from the perspective of people that were involved. This one in particular is about, I forget the league that they're in, but it's basically equivalent of the OHL. UHL. Yeah, WHL. United Hockey 
So this, <laughs> I don't know, I guess you can't really call him a mob boss, but he, I mean, let's be real. He's a mob boss and owns a trash company. He ends up buying a UHL team and makes his son because he can no longer play hockey due to injury, the GM, and he's 17. Team and, president and GM. Yeah, so he just gets to create this team. Frankly, though, in his defense, like, it, I mean, it's his own, his own, like, his own admission, but he, he talks about how much research he did, and they seem to put together a pretty good team. They were competitive. And they were balling. Yeah, they, they were great. So, I mean, like, he clearly, like, that seems like it was legit, but that documentary was fucking great. They just beat the shit out of everybody. And what was the section in particular that was, like, notorious for just being the biggest assholes? Oh, section 102. Section 102, yeah. They just leaned into it. And that, yeah, it it just, it was awesome. I, I am right there with you. Definitely recommend Untold. I don't know if it's called Untold Stories or what, but it was, it's... Yeah, it was Untold Crime and Penalties. Yes. And it's uh, the Danbury... Dansbury? Trashers. Danbury Trashers. Danbury, yeah. It, it's fucking sweet, though. I definitely recommend it. <laughs> the mascot's just a trash can. Yeah. It was awesome. It's what you would expect of, like, one level below the NHL. Like I don't know if I would expect that. That was... Those guys were... Well, for me... I guess I remember when I was a kid in the early 2000s going to Winterhawks games, and I had no real interest in like I liked going to sporting events, but I liked it for the excitement. And so going to WHL games was really fun because they would fight and they would fight and they would fight. So I remember we went to a handful of games, and I remember telling my dad, I was probably about 10, I was like, I don't want it to be close. He's like, What do you mean? I was like, if it's close, they don't fight. <laughs> and he starts laughing. It's like, yeah, it's like when the games are blowouts, then they just beat the shit out of each other. It's awesome. Obviously, he didn't say shit, but you know what? You get the gist. <laughs> but it's true. That's how. That's how like minor league hockey used to be back in the day. And same thing, mall cops. I get it with hockey fights. It's legitimate fights, so kind of have to police it a little bit more that's a topic for a different day but still uh definitely was very exciting to go watch a blowout whl game yeah dude Kraken start next week i'm pretty pumped for hockey that kind of got me in the in the zone their ticket sale or uh their jersey sales are like top in the league which i mean when you start at zero of course they are but but still that's exciting it's going to be fun. I might have to watch Miracle before the season starts. To get all fired up. Just watch the speech. Isolate it to that. I don't know. I like that whole movie. It is a That's good a great movie. great one. <laughs> Plus, I need to see some hockey and get me in the right, in the right mood. I don't know and, what to expect, man. It's going to be interesting watching a team for inaugural season. Don't really know hockey that well. You'll get to know it. You'll get to know, you'll, you'll get to know players and know the rules pretty quickly it's a fun sport it's really fucking exciting now that you got some skin in the game it's fun Would i'm you really trying to go to a game we should i'd like to uh they're gonna be expensive but yeah it's definitely the... definitely need to get need to get out to a couple of those mm -hmm. i love going to hockey games um would you equate a regular season nhl game to a regular season nba game yeah uh mm. more effort yeah yep 
feel each like hockey game, players. Each game is the equivalent of like a like two teams that are actually competitive in the playoffs, atmosphere wise. Like even the shitty teams are out there trying to win. They'll put out the best product that they can every single night. There's no load management in hockey. No, fuck no. I didn't think so. The, the was, best way to was, explain it is when somebody is injured, their injury description is upper body or lower body. That's it? Yep. That's all they have to disclose. So that's all you ever get. Unless it's a season-ending injury. That's, that might have been one of my it. favorite parts about that documentary was listening to some of the hockey players just like talk. Hockey oh, yeah. players are funny as hell. They are. They're characters, man. you got to be to endure that. That fucking sport. It's rough, man. It's rough. But yeah, it's uh it's gonna be fun. I'm excited to do some of the episodes when hockey gets started and we can talk a little bit more hockey. Um Yeah, I don't know. Let's uh maybe Nah, fuck it. Yeah, hockey's gonna be fun. Um Don't get your hopes up that the Kraken are gonna have the same season as the Knights though. Oh, I I'm not at all. Like it's, I was saying before like i don't even know they have a buffer they have like a little bit of a buffer before you can even bitch about them being bad three years right yeah that's uh yeah yeah three years we'll say three years before you can bitch about them being bad if they're bad four years in a row like really bad bottom of the basement four years in it's like all right guys what are we doing i've watched you guys for three years now i know know some strategy know some salary cap stuff what are we doing? The salary cap in hockey is fucked up, too. It's super low, isn't it? I it's really looking. low, and it's fucked because salary cap only counts for the regular season. So, like, the whole big thing with uh, Tampa Bay this year was Kucherov didn't play for the full regular season, so he wasn't a salary cap hit. And he's, like, a top-five NHL player for the league. And then came back for playoffs, and it was just like, oh, you're good, you can keep everybody else. Salary cap doesn't matter anymore. That seems like a pretty big loophole. Is that not horse shit? So you you could just sit. That, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you can just sit the entire year. I don't so know if there's all, some injury wow. stipulation to it, but I'm pretty sure, like, if you have, say, your guy, someone on your team breaks their leg in the at the end of the last season, it's like, oh, he's still rehabbing, and then 50 games in, he's fully back and healthy, and he can practice with the team. But it's like, now we're gonna just leave you on the bench till playoffs. We're already in good shape. That was kind of the theory behind, or at least that's what I got from what happened with Kucherov because he had like a leg injury and it was like, okay, rehab, rehab, lower rehab. body. Yes, lower body, sorry. And then it came time for playoffs and they were like, oh, yeah, he's been skating with the team for three months now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like what? <laughs> so I don't know. There's weird shit like that in hockey, but hockey's very much if you don't have a good team or – the only other substitute is one really, really strong line. You're kind of SOL. You got to be good top to bottom. Have good goaltending. That concludes yeah, hockey be talk. Fun. <laughs> I'm pumped. It's Incredible. fun, dude. Hockey's a good sport. It's really, really exciting. It's impossible to gamble on, though. Let me tell you. Being bad at gambling has never stopped me. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll do a little recap for the other NFL games because we only really talk shit about Zach Wilson. And then we'll make some picks quickly at the end. Um, we'll be back in just a second.
All right, we're back. And this week, we're going to burn through picks from last week because we already covered a lot of college football and at least the NFL we wanted to talk about, that meaning Zach Wilson being a bad quarterback. Last week, I was 3-4 and four in college. Chris? 3-2. Three and two. Three and, Oh, 3-2 three and two two in college. 3-2 <laughs> and two in college. What were you? 2-3. Uh, 2-3. and, three. Two and three. Um, I had... Cincinnati minus four, that was a win. Florida plus 14 and a half, that was a win. Auburn plus five, that was a loss. I had Colorado minus three, and they got smoked by 38. That was a loss. Fresno State minus 11 and a half, and the money line hit. Yeah, I was on the other side of that one. Uh, I stayed up and watched that game. That was a great football game. Did you watch any of the highlights? I know you said you didn't watch it, but did you see any of the highlights or anything? Nope. (laughs) Dude. It was, so it was the late game on Pac-12. I think it started at 8 p.m. And Jake Hayner is the Fresno State quarterback. He used to play at UW. Uh, transferred out. So I kind of had some interest there, and I like UCLA. So this year I do. Um, they were going back and forth. And I actually told my girlfriend passed out on the couch, or she was laying on the couch, and I was like, there's seven, about seven minutes left in the last – Basically, the last half of the third quarter and then going into the fourth quarter was already crazy. Back and forth, turnovers, just wild shit happening, as it does on Pac-12 Network. And I go, this game's about to get a whole lot crazier, and it did. And Jake Hayner, uh, they they traded like four touchdowns in the last two and a half minutes. And he takes this hit with maybe 20 seconds left. They're marching back down. To, to take the lead back and he takes his hit goes down he can like barely get up plays the next snap and goes that he collapses like as he throws the ball it's caught touchdown they take the lead and he's just like on the ground writhing in pain no this was actually i'm sorry i fucked up the story that was the second to last touchdown drive that he took that hit because then ucla scored again and he came back out, could like barely stand in between plays. He's like grabbing his hip, holding onto his side. Right as he throws it, just wincing. It leads him all the way down, scores another touchdown. Hell yeah, that's a hell it of was, game. It was one of the gutsiest quarterback performances I'd ever seen. It was sick. See, if he was UW's quarterback, I would have taken the over in wins in the Pac-12. He could have been, but Eason beat him out, and he transferred. I just thought it was cool though. It was a California kid in the Rose Bowl, like beating a ranked UCLA. Yeah, it's a big with time. a performance like that. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, Horrible retelling at the end of that game though. <laughs> I botched that part. That's all right. Florida looked good. I think we already did enough about that fucking Alabama football, so we won't bother talking about them anymore. Well, here, let me run through mine because I was that was the one pick that uh that we had the same for yep. college. Actually, no. We so we were on the opposite. Yeah, we were on the UCLA opposite ends too. of. Uh, Bama, Florida. And Fresno, UCLA. Yeah. Fresno State is horrible. No, oh, my Dude, I am fucking... Start this shit over. <laughs> no way. Just start this shit Let's over. Let's move on. I was going to say Florida State. Florida Cut that State. shit. Cut that shit. <laughs> Cut it. Okay, Florida State, yes, they're horrible. Yeah, I took Florida State plus five, and they lost by at least two touchdowns on the road at Wake Forest. They got pounded. 35-14 Wake Forest. Yeah, three scores. They're 0-3. Yeah, they suck. They're trash. <laughs> I did pick up a couple wins, though. Uh, K-State, 
they were two point dogs. They won outright, I believe. And Notre Dame was seven point favorites and they won by a couple scores. Well, there you go. There's your two or three, sorry. Um, NFL. Uh Rams at Colts. Rams minus three and a half. The hook got me there. Rams ended up winning by three. Arizona Vikings. Arizona minus three and a half. Vikings ended up covering. Uh Vegas, Pittsburgh. Vegas won. Bucks and Packers both covered the big spreads. So I was three and two for the NFL. My NFL record is five and five, college eight and two, total thirteen and seven. Yeah, we picked the same first three games, so lost both on the the Rams and the Cards, but picked up the win on the bike or the the Raiders. Dude, I'm losing it. Uh, <laughs> Raiders are good, man. Raiders are good. We did go different ways the last two picks. Uh, Cowboys they won outright as three and a half point underdogs, and Titans. Titans beat the Hawks, obviously, in overtime. Did you watch that game? No. Well, I we, watched some, but not a lot. We were in, like, total control, 24-9, to 9, uh, just cruising. And then Derrick Henry just he dominated turned it loose. Second half, huh? Yeah, I think he had, like, 160 yards in the <laughs> second half. He was – that guy's a freak, man. The thing with him that is just so impressive is – he just has some serious stamina because it's more often than not, it seems like he goes a first half with like oh, 30, 40 yards, hard yards. He runs mean. And then the second half is like that, where he's just like 160. Every time he touches the ball, it's 10 yards. And they break a couple off for like 40 or 50. And then it gets magnified in the second half of the season when everybody's tired or banged up or whatever, and it, he just doesn't seem to get faced. It's been two years in a row of that. We'll see if it lasts for a third, but it's it's impressive for a human being that is that big just to have stamina like that, in my opinion. Yeah, dude, it's sick to watch. I mean, he's just a truck. Like, I mean, that's exactly how the game played out, too. We were, we were had him bottled up. Uh, I was super happy with the run defense. He was getting yeah two yards a pop, holding to one, and I think he probably had 15 carries at the half, maybe yeah 40 yards, 40 50 yards, and it was like we're doing a good job on this guy. That didn't last. Is that the worst person in the NFL to have to tackle? Has to be, right? Like that's just sounds like misery. He'll stiff arm you into oblivion. He'll run right over you. He's, or right past you. Yeah. He's, what, 6'3", 6'4", 240? Yeah, 6'3", <laughs> 240. Shit. And he can move. Uh, not fun. So, anyways, NFL, how did you do? Two and three. Two and three. I, I haven't had a winning section yet so uh, in your, any of our weeks. What's your uh, total? I have it written down, but I want you to say it. My totals are, well, I went one and four in nfl week one so i am three and seven in college i went two and three both weeks so i'm four and six so a total of seven and three for those keeping at home i am 13 and seven and chris is seven and 13 so far superior for week one and two it's early it is early just like Um, fantasy it's early oh yeah okay Start that stand up. 
I'm expecting a good 10 minutes. If it's like week eight or nine and I'm still in the dumps, then I'll start. I'll have to start workshopping a couple things. What's the so week eight or nine? How many points do you have to be behind second to last to start prepping your stand up? I'd say if I'm still in last at that point. If you're still in last, there's no point to it. Like no point total to it that you're like, I still have a chance. Oh, still have a chance to get back in? Yeah. Oh, so you're saying that there you're you think it's more likely that I'm just like resigned to being dead last. Yeah, like at weeks eight or nine, what's the point total that you're just like, fuck it, I have to do stand up like I'm I have to do this. Like I'm done. Um, I would say if it's over like one fifty. Yeah. With well, half the uh, season to go. A third of the way there, so we can hope. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into uh picks for week four for college and three for the NFL. Let me turn my page. Um, college. I had a little bit of a theme to mine, and I won't share it now, but my first game, Notre Dame at Wisconsin. Wisconsin minus six and a half. I took Notre Dame. I took the same. For game one? Yep. Top of my list. Yeah, because that's the two. It's because of the both being in the top 25. I mean, I feel like those are kind of just givens. You kind of have to bet on those ones yeah and i went on notre dame last week too plus six and a half that's i know that's a lot of points i feel like they're pretty even wisconsin sucks too on offense (laughs) yeah i don't know if that's gonna be the most pleasing game to watch but it should be a close one it's gonna be boring as fuck but six and a half is a lot and it's at nine in the morning so that's a that's a morning coffee kind of game that's that's a perfect wake-up game all right uh game two for me Rutgers at michigan michigan minus 20 and i took Rutgers. Rutgers is uh 3-0. and I don't know. 20's like a lot. That. 20's like a lot. Pick. Especially for a Michigan team that I don't think is going to score a lot of points. They can't I throw don't the either. ball. I think they're good. I do. But that's just a lot of points early in the year. I mean, Rutgers hasn't really played anybody. They played Temple and Syracuse. Temple, they boat raced 61-14. to Syracuse, they won in a little bit tighter of a game on the road, 17-7. Uh, Delaware, throwaway game. So they haven't really been tested, but I think you could say the same with the Michigan team. UW at home. We talked about them plenty. Uh, Western Michigan and Northern Illinois. So I don't really think Michigan's really played anybody. I think Rutgers comes out. And it, I mean, fucking three touchdowns, so give me the give me the points. Yeah, I don't think Michigan. That's that's a good pick. I like that pick. After watching Michigan and then put up 40 passing yards, I I like that. Um, my second one, I'm going NC State plus 10 at home against Clemson. I know that they've kind of given Clemson trouble in the past. It's at home. Another team that's struggling to score points. I don't Sounds know. a theme. Plus 10, yeah, it's a lot. Some dogs. Yeah. I thought it was Wolfpack. Oh, no, oh. you were talking underdogs. <laughs> Just right over my fucking head. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, I like that one, too. A lot of points. Clemson can't score. I think that that's a good pick. At home, who knows. But this could be the game where everything clicks and Clemson wins 50-7. to seven. Yeah, that's the other side of that. I thought of that, too. <laughs> so we'll see there. Um, game three for me, Texas A&M at Arkansas. Texas A&M minus five and a half, and I'm going to take Arkansas. 
Arkansas 3-0. They beat a suspect Texas team, Texas A&M. To me, they look good. I think they're a solid team, but I just like the points at home. I think it'll be closer than 5.5. Yeah, I think that should be a good one. I mean, that's about a similar spread that Texas had going in there. I think they were maybe six, six and a half point favorites. Um, I actually picked them so I could scroll up and look. But, yeah, Arkansas is definitely better. They were really bad for a few years. Um, they were one in whatever for a fucking couple in a row. I like the old school Arkansas. Dar- Darren McFadden, uh, Felix Jones, Peyton Hillis, those guys. So, yeah, that should be a fun one. What time is that game? Is that- uh, it's at 1230 Pacific time. Take that with a grain of salt, though, because we also have been bashing Texas and how they're not going to be very good, and that's the literally the only good win. Uh, and I mean, like, good win. They played Rice and Georgia Southern for their other two games. So <laughs> five and a half might be low, but I'm betting on uh, the home team in the well, I know A&M's got their backup quarterback. Uh, the, the starter got hurt against Colorado. And that's when they struggled. Right. He played better this last week, but something to consider mm-hmm. um i got the dogs laying seven and a half at home against cal like i said this game's gonna be the decider however this game goes seven season and a half goes, that hook eh, i think we'll probably win by a couple scores would be my guess i hope uh, i usually would stay away from betting the huskies or putting them in in any sort of pick em or anything like that but i think that's a that's an undervalued line right there. All right. I won't pass judgment because the game has not happened, and I don't want to jinx it, but go Cal. Um, game four for me, US, or sorry, UNC at Georgia Tech, UNC minus 12.5. I'm going to take UNC here. Um, Georgia played tough against Clemson, but I don't think Clemson's offense is very good. UNC is really good offensively. So I think they just boat race them. Um, I have Sam Howell to win Heisman this year. So give me a shitload of points and I'll be happy. I think that kind of is off the table after they lost their first game. It's game one. I think he kind of, he can make up for it. At North Carolina, that'd be tough. I do. I really do. If that's their their only stinker, if that's their only stinker, I think he can make up for it. Do they play Clemson? I'm looking. If Clemson misses them... They play Notre Dame. They don't play Clemson. Jeez, Clemson got a cakewalk. I know. But, I mean, so looking at his schedule, okay? Georgia Tech this week. Then he plays Duke at home. So you figure that's another good game for him. Then he plays Florida State at home. Let's be real, Florida State's butt cheeks, so that's another another good game. Then at Miami at home, three straight home games. That's another that's one I'd crazy. say. That's a big-time one. Here's the only one that I see as, like, an issue at Notre Dame. So that one could be, like, he didn't play good against Notre Dame. But if he comes out and throws four touchdown passes, he's got a case. And then they go West Virginia, Pittsburgh, Wofford, and NC State. So a very, in my opinion, favorable schedule for him to have a big season offensively other than the Notre Dame game. Because the tough defenses he's getting at home, and tough is a very loose term when you're talking about Duke and Miami this year. Yeah, I hear you. I just, I don't know, for some reason, a North Carolina player winning the Heisman just doesn't register. Well, he was pretty close last year. That's kind of why I ended up taking it again. 
Well, I know he's one of the top-ranked quarterbacks, like, going to the draft. Uh, I just, I don't know, it makes a whole lot more sense in my mind, just, like, if I'm just thinking about it, to see, like, a Spencer Rattler in the, his yeah. team's in the playoff, yep. or no, Bryce I, Young, you know, yeah. somebody like that, where I think you're right. Of, it was better shoot. value. That was, that That's was fair. the point. But, yeah, That's I hear fair. you. Uh, where are we at? Fourth game? Four. Uh, I'm going USC, minus 12, at home against the Beavs. I actually like this Beavs team. USC... Went down 14 early. I think it was in the first quarter against the Cougs this last weekend on the road. And that was kind of a tipping point moment for them, too, where obviously they just fired Helton last week. And now you're down 14 on the road. What are you going to do? Uh, they brought in a freshman quarterback, Jackson Dart, and this kid just started slinging it. So they put up 45 unanswered, went on a run. That was on the road. I don't know. They're going home. Uh, he's starting again, I believe. So. A little more tape. Beavers suck, though. I think that's a good pick. 12, 12 is a lot, but who knows? I think the Beavers are scrappy, but I think USC, they don't have, they haven't had enough time for it to like collapse again. You know what I mean? No. They get, get their shit pushed in against Stanford and then bounce back against the Cougs. So it's like they'll probably roll that for a couple more weeks and then fall on their face again. Beavers are scrappy, you, but I mean, you get a little bit of a boost for from an interim for a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Beavs lost to Purdue, beat Hawaii, beat Idaho. So, I mean, not a lot to go off there. I don't know. I like it. Two touchdowns. Under two touchdowns. That's a good one. Um, My fifth game, West Virginia at Oklahoma. And I am taking West Virginia plus 16 and a half. Give me them points. Two touchdowns. Like I said previously, I think – last segment west virginia plays oklahoma tough occasionally so it is in oklahoma so this could really turn out poorly for me but i am hoping that the points come into favor i think rattler's a little reckless with that said he's a stud (laughs) like take it with a grain of salt he is reckless but he's still a fucking stud uh high scoring game i'm kind of thinking there's just going to be no defense so give me the two touchdowns plus so that's it. Yeah, sixteen and a half is a good number. It's, I wish it was seventeen and a half, though. Frankly, right? It kind of that's what scares me about some of those shootouts, where it's like it could be a back and forth game the whole time, and they're in it for seemingly you know fifty five minutes, and then Oklahoma scores too late, and you know you lose because the line was eleven yeah. and a half or yep. something like that. And it feels like a good bet, but then you lost it's 56, it. Fifty six thirty five. Right, exactly. And you're just like shit. That's that's but sixteen what I and a half. You get at least a two, two touchdown buffer. Something yeah. goofy happens, a couple field goals or some weird shit like that. Missed extra point, and I'm gold. But yeah, it's uh, it's a tough one. But it was a lot of points and a conference game, so that was the only reason. Well, I got a lot of points going the other direction. I'm taking Auburn minus twenty seven at home against Georgia State. Little tune up game before SEC play. Yeah, they lost dumb. last week, so it's like, all right, let's just take it out, take the frustrations out on these guys, and get back to it. I like it. That concludes uh, college. We'll run through them again real quick. So I took a lot of dogs, other than UNC was my idea, and they were road dogs. Um, Notre Dame at Wisconsin, Notre Dame plus six and a half, Rutgers at Michigan, Rutgers plus twenty. Arkansas at home against Texas A&M, plus 5.5. UNC on the road at Georgia Tech, minus 
West Virginia at Oklahoma. Oh, West Virginia plus 16 and a half. I guess it was more of a pattern I thought of in my head because that really wasn't that much of a pattern, but I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to figure it out, and you had me perplexed. I know, because so. you would think I would have taken uh, Georgia Tech there, but. Well, that's why I said after I picked NC State, you were like, oh, you got the theme going too. And I was like, underdogs? I wasn't sure. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of it. I thought it was more of a pattern than it really was. Yeah. I got Notre Dame plus six and a half, NC State plus 10, Dogs minus seven and a half, USC minus 12, and Auburn minus 27. Let's hope I get a winning week. Just just three. Get me going the other direction. <laughs> Need to get over the hump. Um, yeah. Okay, moving on to the NFL. Game one for me, unless you want to go first. I don't care. Go okay. for it. Okay, game one. Ready golf. <laughs> Ready pick. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers at Cincinnati. Cincinnati minus six and a half. Give me the Chiefs. Or Cincinnati. Kansas City. Jesus. Okay, let me start. Who? Los Angeles Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Not the Cincinnati Chiefs. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. It's been a rough one tonight. Kansas City Sorry. minus six and a half. It's under a touchdown. I'll take it. I, I, it hurt me to take this one just because I do think the Chargers are good, but the Chiefs have got to be pissed after that game against Lamar. That was a hell of a game. Um, uh, game of the season already so, so far. far. Definitely uh, so far. I did hit a live bet on that one that I wanted to, to bring up again because I know you had Baltimore money line, which was a good bet. I ended up taking Baltimore money line as well at the end of the the first half when the Chiefs kicked the field goal and I got it at plus 380. I ended up parlaying that with the over of 60 and a half cashed plus 820 big time. Yeah, that's solid. That's a that's a good one. I didn't I even think to look it. at the live line cuz I was I was watching that game and I had a good feeling the whole time even when they were down. It was just kind of like I feel this this one's going to Sunday night you know, and Lamar Mahomes hasn't won. Yeah, this that Bound whole thing. To happen it just home. it felt like they were in that game the whole time, right? Even when they were down. So mm-hmm. I wish I would have taken a look at it, but I was just kind of holding out hope for my pregame pick of the money line. I think it was one seventy something like yeah, that, one seventy five. So uh, that was a nice one. It kind of saved me from another bloody Sunday. I had just been getting my ass handed to me, dude. Move to money lines. That's that might be where I'm at. Just start picking. That's what I did with basketball. That's when I turned around with basketball. Is when I just said, "Fuck these spreads, dude." That's what I, I. That's where I've been getting screwed. I mean, mm-hmm. I've lost at least three or four NFL games alone just on the hook. I've been uh, doing that with with basketball now for a while. I've been doing it with baseball too. I think it's a a little bit of a ego thing, just because. To win is nice, even if it's winning at minus two hundred. Like, right. still win. Football's tough, though, because of scores. I think you kind of play it out in your brain, because that's what I end up doing. Like mid game, is that what you're talking about? Mid mid game, definitely, but also beforehand. I'm like, oh well, I could see them winning, and then like you know, late score here, but they still cover, or late score here, but they do cover and take. The take the points um it's tough betting betting points is tough but that's why that's why you get good odds on it and that's why like we have said in the past 
none of the casinos in Vegas were built by the owners. Right. I Yeah, the mid-game stuff is what really gets me. That's what I'll end up watching. And I'll just kind of, like, a good example would be Monday night yesterday yeah. uh, yep. where I'm sitting, and I think it was halftime. The Packers had a four-point lead. Or were they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a four-point lead going into the half. And I'm looking at that, and I'm like, I hate that. I, I hate, hate that it. so hate much. about it. Because the line's sitting at 11 and a half. And you're like, I could easily see a scenario where they, you know, trade, they score one more touchdown than the Lions this whole half, and then it just they're happy with an 11 point lead. They sit on the ball, and we lose. Ball game. Yep. Good I, bet, but you lose by the hook. Yep. But you see that, and you're just like, <laughs> fuck, man. You're just looking at the numbers like, god damn it. The thing with football that's hard is like, 11 doesn't seem like that much, but you're looking at the money line of minus 600. It's like, yeah, that's useless. Right. <laughs> so I hear you. But anyways, to get back on track, I took Kansas City minus six and a half, not Cincinnati. Not Cincinnati. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to go Hawks minus two on the road at Minnesota. That line opened at one. I know. That was my lock. I texted you yesterday. Um, I was looking at lines yesterday, and they didn't have them up on our app. But – I saw on ESPN that they had posted that that started out at one. I was like, you've got to be shitting me. Like, that is such a lock. It moved. I th- Honestly, that's going to get over three, right, before the weekend? It might. I think it has to. I'm glad you reminded me because I'm still going to take it at two. The thing is, the, like, the Hawks lost this weekend, but they they were dominating that game for the majority of it. Because you're minus 115 at two. That's what I did. Yeah, give me the money. But I think I got money line at like minus 120. Nice. So I was just fine with it. I'd rather do that than say they win by one and then pushes. Like, yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. annoying. Like I said, but, taking money lines. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think the Hawks got to bounce back. They shouldn't have lost, lost that game. I'm not too mad about it because, like I said, they look pretty good. And it's just Derrick Henry. It's like, That's a tough do? loss, though, at home. It's a really tough loss. Like, standings wise, that hurts. Mm-hmm. That's one that's that you're going to feel at the end of the year. That was how I felt on. last year with tight playing against the Titans with the Packers in the snowy game. Mm. It's like, yep, we got to win this because we just have to win this. <laughs> and uh, they ended up doing the same and winning – or not doing the same, but winning. And But I was nervous. That game was – I was not confident. It's those ones that, like, stick out like that. That's like, yeah, we got to win this. And they did look good, though, so – I guess moral victory early in the year, but I wouldn't go that far. I just it wasn't like a super concerning loss to me. You're no. not you're not facing any other Derrick Henrys. No, you're not. You got exposed by the best running back in the league. Everybody does. Game two for me, I have Chicago at Cleveland. Cleveland minus seven. Supposedly Justin Fields first start. I'm gonna take Cleveland. Tough place to get your first start. And I think I'm more confident in it being against Andy Dalton anyways. So either way, I'm cool with it. Cleveland's had a tough – they had a tough first game. Then Houston was kind of like that one you put in that you kind of think – I thought they were going to roll Houston. Ended up only winning by 10. Um, They didn't cover. Chicago, I think there's just so many question marks there. I think this could be the game where – all right, the wheels start turning with with Cincinnati. God damn it, Cincinnati is getting me with Cleveland. 
It's all the C's. I know. Too many C's out there. Too many C's. Well, even though Kansas City is not, but we'll blame it on on the C's. Cleveland, I I just feel like this is a game that they, you know, come out and roll. It's fucking 28-10. Low scoring for Chicago. Tough place to play. I think that that defense gets rolling. They can't be happy about being uh, one and one after having such a good performance against Kansas City and then not just boat racing Houston. So give me the points, only a touchdown. I like that. I kind of stayed away from that one. I like I said, I, I think Justin Fields can make some noise. I do too. So if I he think ends up he's playing, the best quarterback of the bunch, frankly. Yeah, if he ends up playing, he could be pretty good. Kind of creep up on him. Um, I'm going with our boy Teddy. It's a Teddy Bridgewater podcast. Uh, Teddy two gloves. Ten and a half, that's a lot of points, but they're playing the Jets, and the Jets suck. So I'm going back to the tried and true method of fading the Jets. I like it. When in doubt. Broncos D is good. Defense travels. That's at home. What? I believe. That's what I wrote down. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's a home game for the Broncos. Stand by. I think you're right, but I'm just checking. If I could fucking find the game. <laughs> you're right. It is at home. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, in uh, Zach, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make a case for Zach Wilson. In his defense, tough start. You know, Giants on the road. Or sorry, Panthers on the road, and then playing against the Patriots. Bill Belichick is notorious for just marking all over rookie quarterbacks. Could be a turnaround, but fuck that Broncos defense is good again. That's tough in Mile High. I mean, he, Zach Wilson went to school in Utah, so he's used to the altitude. But <laughs> Zach Wilson's got the altitude on his on his side, but that's about it. <laughs> I think that's it. I think they're going to get smoked, too. <laughs> Broncos, uh, they're pretty I, weak case there. I know. there was, It was. I didn't know. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> they, they're not good. I think that's going to be a beatdown, too. I'd like that pick. Um, it, it doesn't feel right that the Broncos are going to be 3-0, though. Right? I don't. Fuck. I agree, but Teddy Two Gloves. Um, okay, number three for me, Indy, Indy at... Tennessee, Tennessee minus five. I'm taking Tennessee. I think Indy sucks. I'm sorry. I think that's a not a very good team. Carson Wentz, meh. He's hurt, right? Not playing this week. Yeah, so, he sprained both of his ankles. Yeah, double whammy. Um, how do you do that? I have no fucking clue. Carson Wentz, that's how. How do you sprain two ankles <laughs> at one time? Um, I think Tennessee, I think they're good. Uh, tough start, tough schedule to begin. I just, I don't know. To me, I just don't trust the Colts. I don't think they have really any weapons. Um, and now, especially no Carson Wentz, which take that with a grain of salt. I didn't think he was that good anyways. So at Is least. Decent starting? It, yeah. Um, I guess let me rephrase that. I didn't think he was that good last year, and then I didn't have any confidence in him this year. So his first, when they went to the Super Bowl, fine. He was good. But now. Then, in the regular season. Right. Right. Well, he didn't play in the playoffs. So that's what I mean is like I to me uh I, I think he could be, but I, I don't trust it. And I don't think the Colts have enough around him to make him be any kind of relevant. So I think they get rolled. How the fuck are they gonna stop Derrick Henry? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I don't under know a touchdown too. Yeah, he's, under a touchdown. That guy's insane. Um I got the cards because we are a Cardinals podcast still. Mm-hmm. 
even though we've adopted Teddy Bridgewater. Um, they're minus seven and a half on the road, but it's mm-hmm. at Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. So Jacksonville's getting the shaft. <laughs> they're horrible too. I'm yeah. more betting against both of those teams than betting on the cards or the Broncos. Okay. So we're two games in. I, I, I'm proud of myself. I haven't even talked about the Packers yet, but this isn't about the Packers right now. Who's, who's worse? Jags, Jets. Jets. Yeah. I agree. Let's talk about the Packers. Is that your next pick? No. <laughs> just going to throw them in there? Right. Yeah. Because, um, I, I don't know, I was just scrolling down and I saw the Packers line. Um, all right, episode three. Of, yeah, fuck. That's fine. Okay, real quick. Number four. Miami at Las Vegas. Las Vegas minus three and a half. Give me Vegas. Vegas is good. Miami seems to be confused. Give me Vegas. I think they roll. Sucks that Tua got hurt. I know. But yeah, the Dolphins kind of in the same spot as the Colts. I feel like they're on the verge of just falling off the face of the earth. I think I mean, both 0-3, of them do. you're toast. Yeah, I think both of them do. 0-3 or both, right? If they lose. If they again. lose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got the Giants, minus three. At home against the Falcons, again. I don't, <laughs> other than the Hawks, so far, I don't really, I mean, I, okay, I do like the Cardinals, but my You're theme of the week is people. betting against teams. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I don't think the Falcons are very good. I I feel like I looked at that and thought the same. The the Falcons are going to have that that few those few games where they come out and look like Falcons of old. I think that's the Giants, but not of old. I just think that the Giants are going to have a handful of games where they they put I, some shit together. Yeah, I think you could say the same for both of them. I think this is one of them for the Falcons. Against the Giants, where it's like, oh, a healthy Giants team, and they came in on the road and beat them. New Falcons team, my oh, one and two. Did they have a chance? Woohoo! <laughs> they suck again. Um, <laughs> last one for me: Monday night game, Eagles at Dallas. Dallas minus four. Give me the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to be good this year. I don't really know with that much confidence, but I think it's a close game. That Eagles defense is good, and I think the offense can score enough points to, to hang in there with Dallas and four just seemed like a lot. Yeah. I kind of stayed away from that one. I'm not sure. I That's going to be an interesting one. I'll probably end up betting it, but that's going to be a game time decision. I can't make up my mind yet. Uh, I took the Rams plus one against the bucks this is the other toss up game. I, I mean, they're playing at home. I like this Rams team a lot. If I could revise my Super Bowl pick, I'd probably change it to the Rams. They're good. They're really good. They're good. And they have the best defensive player that we've seen in a long, a long, long time. time. Yep. I agree. I like it. I'm he looking forward to that game, it. though. That's going to be a good one. I do, too. That's a really good Sunday night game. Okay. Packers. The roller coaster that that is. I don't. So you can turn it off at this point if, if you don't want to listen to me talk about the Packers. Chris, I'm sorry, but it, you, you get to listen. I was going to say, can I turn it off? <laughs> I don't really like take too much from the Detroit game. We always smoke Detroit. Detroit is a little brother. It was at home. They always went at home on Monday night. Since we had Aaron Rodgers around, always beat Detroit. It was kind of just one of those games um, that to me was just like, yeah, of course. I was a little bit nervous in the first half. Detroit's definitely better. What do I take away from this? I'm still uncertain. I mean, 
Aaron did throw the ball. They started throwing the ball downfield in the second half, which I don't know why in the world they don't do that all the time. Just, I think they got to play the Chiefs style. Just did let you, Aaron do his thing. Did you happen to watch any of the Manning broadcast? No, but <laughs> you're texting me about it, and I know that rumor has it there was an F-bomb dropped, so that's very exciting. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Um, I turned it on like halfway through the first half, and I was kind of half paying attention to it but in the first half Peyton was talking about how the Lions were playing the Packers and they were sitting basically just in like a shell he called it with two high safeties daring them to run the ball what's that and then there was injuries and they stopped doing that yeah I mean they were just trying to basically force what the way Peyton Manning described it was they were trying to force Green Bay to continue to run the ball because that's what they were giving them six guys in the box seven guys in the box and complete short passes so that's why they weren't weren't going deep then they started rolling the safety down later on in the game and that's when Aaron started taking his shots Mm -hmm. so I don't know that was really interesting to me to watch that because it's like he knows (laughs) they yeah they know on a so much of a higher level than any of these other announcers yeah I'll have to watch it for me I gotta see another game uh definitely a good one to to figure out where you stand going to San Francisco let's see what happens Line's low. That's why I didn't take it. Frankly, I think it's low. Uh, four. What's it at? It's minus four. San Francisco. I'm still not not extra confident in them. After, I just have such a hangover after that first game. It's like it looked horrible. Like, of course we beat the shit out of Detroit. Detroit sucks. Like, duh. So, for me, I'm not entirely sold. I need to see a few more games. But it's been a roller coaster, and we're two weeks in. <laughs> I don't know what to say? I really don't. I think they'll be fine. They bounce back. I, I mean, I don't think that they're going to be the one seed or anything crazy in the, in the NFC, but I think they probably win the North. They're the best team in that division. Yeah, no. Like it, pretty it's not pretty a, easily. It's a weak division. They're they're the best team in that division by a lot. I mean, Chicago is confused. Detroit's Detroit. And the Vikings still have Kirk Cousins and run the same shit they've been doing for four years. So... I don't think they have any problems winning the division, but that's not really at this point. That's not really the point. Like with the Packers, it's title. We need to win a title. Like at the very minimum, get into the Super Bowl. And I know that's talking a lot with how strong the the teams are in the NFC. But I mean, at this point in Aaron Rodgers' career, it's that or he's gonna be done after this year. Yeah, you're so not building for anything else. No, it's, that's why it's like you do it now. And I think if they had any kind of nuts as like an organization, they would go out and make some plays for some some defensive players. Um, we're already down uh, Zadarius Smith, and it's tough when you don't have a pass rush. Detroit, they were talking about it at halftime on the coverage. Goff had 3.2 seconds to pass in the first half. Like, a fucking middle schooler could beat a defense with that. It's ridiculous. So we need a pass rush. And the and thankfully, the secondary played out of their minds and made some plays. Because without a, sec, without a pass rush, they're just fucked. And it makes them look bad. But I think they need to go out and get somebody to rush the passer, passer and help um, on that, on that, in that sense. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender if they don't frankly and i think aaron walks after this year i think he's done regardless so 
I think you got to do whatever you can to win a Super Bowl this year. So that's why I'm kind of like so so much of a roller coaster of like, yeah, we beat Detroit. Of course, we should. We also just lost to the Saints 38 to fucking 3. So I don't know how I can be that confident in them. And that concludes episode 3 of uh, Mondo and his Packers fandom being in question and uh, sadness for Aaron Rodgers potentially retiring. And uh, yeah. I don't know what to make of it, man, because, like, they're good. But this is it. Like, do you not see the writing on the wall? You know what I mean? Like, what are we fucking doing? Send it. Send it. Do everything you can. Trade first-round picks. I don't fucking care. We'll Well, be shitty. That's the thing. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Trade first-round picks. Do something. Do. That's the thing that pisses me off with the Packers organization. It's the same Honestly, it's a lot like the Blazers, where they're just like we're can it's in the sense of the Blazers, like they're we're content with what we have. We'll add these role players. We're not gonna make, we're not gonna do what, like the teams that really are competing for it do, where they trade the yard sale for these picks and they're win now. And it, yeah, sometimes it doesn't work, but you gotta fucking try. Like you gotta try. Yeah, mortgage a little bit of the future, but frankly, with free agency as it is now, it doesn't really matter. So, to me, that's that's why I get frustrated with those two franchises that I'm fan a fan of, and the Packers. Now it's like it's so it's so clear. Like we're lucky we have him this year. He could have not played and been just fine with it. In my opinion, that's what I got from the whole off season. Was like I really don't need to do this. So I'm here and I'm gonna play and win and try my hardest but they got to do everything they can and i'm sorry but randall cobb doesn't fucking mean that to that to us like you got to do more than that yeah i mean they got they got some good pieces of smith out for the year is he done no but several weeks which is that's hard because he's he's the best pass rusher on the team by leaps and bounds not that the other guys aren't good, but we need more edge rushing. We need people that can get to the quarterback. Yeah, you're toast if you can't. If the D lines are giving you nothing, that's what happened to the Hawks last two year. Two seconds, man. Jared Goff looked like a fucking MVP in the first half. Sometimes it doesn't even necessarily have to be like mortgaging the whole future. I mean, the Hawks changed their whole pass rush around last year when they traded for Dunlap, and yep. they traded a center and like a fifth or sixth round pick for him. So right. you can find guys like that, kind of some bargain deals you don't need to blow it all up just you know sell out completely for one year i hear you but my thought behind that more is like that's what you need to be willing to do yeah that's fair but that process should have started six months ago yeah okay well i better late than never fair anyways (laughs) they're frustrating man they're really because the whole off season i was waiting for those moves waiting for something of substance like anything and I know, like, you can complain when your team is good. It's like, well, we just need to win a Super Bowl. But, like, we have Aaron fucking Rodgers. <laughs> like, it's the same with you with, like, Russell Wilson's. Like, why aren't we, like, you, you guys at least make moves. The Packers just sit on their fucking hands and trade for Randall Cobb and a punter. Like, whoop de doo That's awesome. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, that are you are you good? I've been thinking about it for a while. I just frustrated, man. I, no, and, let it out. I know the frustrations. I hear you. And it's not it's not that like 
it's not that they're not good because I know they're good. And I'm going to watch more wins than losses. And that's more than a lot of franchises can say year in and year out. But the thing with it is, is the expectations and all that shit that go into it where it's like we're right there and we actually have a good, great uh, Hall of Fame quarterback. Do everything you can to win right now. It's the same shit you see with like Brady. It's like Tampa Bay makes moves left and right, and their quarterback is like fucking seventy-five years old. Do we'll something until he's fifty now. I, yeah, I think he will. Anyways, anyways, again, and concluding of my saga of Packers. That's our episode. Like, review, subscribe, five stars. Doesn't matter what you say. Follow us on Instagram at the Bullpen Pod. Chris, that was Bye. fun. Have a good one. You ran over that. I didn't get to give you a delay. I did. I thought that's what you were saying. That That's a fitting conclusion to this pod. Bye. <laughs>